you've come to the right place if you're looking to create, launch, and scale a high-value online training program. I'm your guide, Chris Badgett. I'm the co-founder of Lifter LMS, the most powerful learning management system for WordPress. Stay to the end. I've got something special for you. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to another episode of LMS Cast. I'm joined by a special guest. His name is Daniel Levis. He's from daniellevis.com. Go to daniellevis.com forward slash lifter. We've got something for you over there. Welcome to the podcast, Daniel. Well, thanks for having me. Glad to be here. We're going to get into one of my favorite subjects, which is marketing and sales and automation and what underlies a lot of that, which is words and copywriting and messaging. Um, your website is the science of client getting. You've been at it a while. Why didn't you call it the art of client getting? Well, um, science versus art. Science is something you do once, and art is something you do over and over and over again. What well, what we do at the science of client getting is we help coaches and consultants and advisors, agencies, service pros, solution providers to build automated client getting and also client serving systems that empower you to grow and scale your business. And that's what business is about. Business is about doing doing something as few times as possible and getting paid as many times as possible for that work. And those systems, go ahead. So it's more about building a machine than making a masterpiece. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Very practical. Systems. Systems. Um, offer systems. Like what is the thing that you're exchanging money for? How to deliver your expertise in a way that's highly leveraged and profitable and that's not contingent on you being essential to the business. Lead generation systems that are scalable. And that do not depend on the artist, uh, on uh, manual prospecting, in other words. Traffic systems that fuel profitable growth. Conversion systems that leverage a real-time sales conversation at the last mile. And follow-up systems that maximize ROI and long-term client value. It's all about systems and repeatability. Let's start with the offer. Um... I feel like in the, this industry, and I see it a lot as a software provider in the space, a lot of the folks that fail, the offer is not there. It's not, uh, it's not solid. It's not well communicated. Maybe it hasn't even been defined. I've never really heard the word system put with offer. Like the offer is kind of like this little kind of core nugget of value. But what do you mean by offer systems? And how do we really make sure we have a rock solid offer? So just to give you a little backstory, um, science of client getting is all about selling intangibles. So things like coaching, consulting, advisory, agency, services, solutions, and so on. And the problem for many of the folks in this, in those buckets, is they're kind of stuck on this feast or famine roller coaster. You know, they, they make a bunch of cold calls and cold emails and social media outreach, and they bag a few clients who keep them so busy that they no longer have time for prospecting. And then pretty soon, 
the work is done and they don't have enough clients and it's back to the prospecting again. And this happens over and over and over again. And what you got to realize is that that is not a business. That is a hustle. It's a hamster wheel. You can never get off and you can never grow because all you're really doing is trading hours for dollars. That is your offer, right? And, and that means that growth is painfully slow and brutally difficult because the only way you can grow is by hiring and training and trusting an army of employees. And you can't advertise. You know, intangible sellers are notorious for asking the client, so what do you need? And the client says, jump. And the coach or the consultant or the advisor or the service provider says, how high? Well, you can't advertise that kind of an offer. It's not really an offer. It's not defined. And if your offer isn't defined, how do you advertise it if you don't know what a client is actually worth to you before you get one? How do you know how much you can afford to spend to acquire a client? You don't know. And so we help you to craft an offer that is standardized and therefore advertisable. Can you throw us an example? Well, it's always delivered via an LMS, a learning management system, such as Lifter LMS, which is one of the best, because the money is, is not in the doing. The money is in the knowing. The most highly leveraged offer is a combination of tool sets and information and some manner of limited access to you or your team for additional help where needed because it allows you to earn passive leveraged income. And that frees you from this hamster wheel of feast or famine, the dollars for hours trap, right? When you have an offer like that in place, now you decide how much service work you take on and what kind of clients you accept. And that means you can, enti- you can automate that entire process which allows you to earn revenue 24-7. It allows you to acquire clients from anywhere in the world. And even more importantly, an offer like that positions you as an authoritative expert, not just to potential clients, but also to the media and to other centers of influence, people who can help you gain even more exposure and new clients for your business. So what might a, an offer like that look like? Where do you begin? Well, in almost every field, doesn't matter what you're doing, there are things that your clients, consumers, need to know that will benefit them, right? And that information, that might have to do with making a good decision about who to hire to do a given job. It might be information on how to work effectively with that person, company, or organization. It might be information that allows you to uh, allows them rather to do the job or part of the job themselves it might even be information that they need in order to properly execute and utilize the work that you do for them so to give you an example let's say you're a graphic artist and you help businesses to look good on the web and in print so you create a program that educates clients on the importance of graphic design. 
what works to increase sales and brand recognition and what doesn't, how to hire a graphic designer, how to work with a designer, how to leverage design, even how to create graphic designs in-house. And the consumers of such programs are exactly the kind of people who will hire and refer you to others who require design services or to bring you in as a consultant. They consume your program. They benefit from the advice that you provide. And they are sold on hiring you if they ever need a graphic designer. And since you're making money on that process, you dole out that higher level of access in the way and form that you see fit. You charge as much as you like. And you do as much or as little of it as you like. A good part of your income happens systematically, scientifically, and automatically with minimal personal involvement on your part. And that automation serves up big, fat, back-end engagements if you want them. That's awesome. And just to uh, clarify, you you said uh, part of a strong offer could include tools, information, and access. So it's not always all about like automating yourself away. It's you know the piece that you are there for is like super high leverage, super high value. I mean. Is that, I just kind of want to ask your opinion on that or in your experience in an offer that is more higher priced. Usually there is some kind of access in there, right? It's mm -hmm. not just an info product that's a collection of videos. Like right. what, what are you saying is part of like a winning offer stack? I, you kind of just described it, but is there anything else you would put in there for somebody who's trying to come up with that winning offer? Basically, the way we typically engineer it is you would have, like, think of the typical info product. Uh, it maxes out at, at $1,997, right? Like, yeah. So it would be that. Yeah. But then it would have maybe like a, a monthly group session where you would you would provide hot seats to people who had made the investment. It might have some access to you or, uh, or somebody on your staff via email or via some sort of, uh, um, you know, electronic uh, messaging integration into the LMS. It might have uh, a tool set. So we have the graphic designer so that you can think of, there would be like three or four different types of graphic design uh, tools, whether they be in, you know, how to best hire uh, a graphic designer or how to best um, conceptualize graphic design, etc. And there, there might be, uh, might be open office hours, perhaps. All of those things go together to create value in excess of one thousand nine hundred ninety-seven dollars. Typically. You're looking at, you know, at a bare minimum, three thousand, uh, maybe as high as twenty-five thousand for something like that. It's essentially the, the, that same nineteen hundred ninety-seven dollar course, except there's a backstop, and you are the backstop, or your staff is the backstop. So the better you can engineer that curriculum or that set of instruction or knowledge transfer, 
the less you're going, the less busy you're going to be as the backstop. Does that make sense? That totally makes sense. How about the system for feeding that, for lead generation, for feeding that offer? And um, I'll just say like, there's a kind of a couple different characters out there that I'm aware of. Some are like just pure content marketing, everything, you know, videos, podcasts, blogs, whatever, guest posts. And then there's this, on the other end of the spectrum is like the fully automated advertising person, you know, and I've seen both those work or not. And I know there's a spectrum and a lot of other ways to do it, but how do we systematize client getting? Well, the, the, uh, the ultimate way to systematize is to, to, to build a funnel around a lead generation magnet that's capable of, of turning a dollar's worth of advertising into three, four, five, or even $10 or more in revenue from your program. So I'm a big believer in advertising. If you can't advertise, you really don't have a business. That's kind of the definition of a real business or a scalable business, if you will. There's only so many hours in the day for, for creating content. It's very time consuming and definitely worthwhile. It's all good and everything, but it's not scalable. The fact that you're you're not, the fact that you're largely not physically present in time or space actually increases your credibility and the amount that you can charge for those higher touch services. And now you can advertise because you have a standardized widget with a fixed price. You know exactly what a client is worth because you, before you get that client, so you know how much you can afford to spend to acquire that client. So why wouldn't you advertise? That makes sense. What um, why do you think so many coaches and consultants fail at advertising? I know that's a broad question, but like, what are some common, you know, failure causes? Well, it's it's impossible to advertise a traditional sort of consulting coaching service provision offer. Right. And so you see, you see people advertising that kind of thing. It's kind of like the farmer's almanac, you know, we do this and we do that and we do the other thing, but if you don't know exactly what it is before you sell it, you really have no business advertising that because you lose your shirt, no matter what you just don't have a, you don't have a model. The other reason people fail at advertising, and a lot of people fail at advertising, there's no question about it, is they don't have a lead generation magnet. Or yeah, what's a, what makes a good one? Like for, I mean, it's one thing to have like, oh, check out my ebook or whatever, but what makes a really strong lead magnet that's going to perform in an advertising-based funnel? Well, the, the biggest mistake that people make with lead generation magnets is they really don't understand what, what a lead generation magnet is and what it is supposed to do. They look at it as, okay, this is bait. This is going to get people to sign up and they'll be on my email list. Well, that's not the proper definition of a lead generation magnet. A lead generation magnet, if it's going to make advertising work, has to be, it has to be bait. People have to want it and give you their email address in exchange for it. But it has to be super effective at taking that lead and turning it into 
a call. And so most of the lead generation magnets that you see being advertised, you don't see them advertised for very long because they're ineffective in that sense. They're not driving sales. They might build the email list a little, but they're not driving sales. It, exactly. Exactly. And nowadays, it is really difficult to make a PDF ebook, you call it an ebook, to make an ebook powerful enough to create a positive ROI on advertising. It's, it's just too much noise. It's probably the best bait. People will uh, give you their email address for a PDF. And why do they do that? Because, because they're looking for instant gratification, right? Versus a webinar, which is another type of lead generation magnet. You have uh, less people wanting it, less people requesting it. Your cost per subscriber will be higher, um, but probably more effective in terms of putting people on a sales call. What's even more effective than a webinar is uh, a video. And again, your cost per subscriber is going to be quite high, but your cost per real lead, someone who wants to talk to you, is going to be much lower. And your cost per um, sale is, is going to be even lower again. And the so way we that use... What would that video be if we were doing the um, web designer example? Like what's in, what could it, could a video lead magnet be? Well, the the best video lead magnets are um, interactive videos. Like if when you go to the link that we'll give you at the end of the, I think you already gave the link, daniellevis.com forward slash lifter, you'll see an example of the kind of video that works best for lead generation. And it's, it's a video that asks questions. Uh, it's a technology called Video Ask, actually, is the name of it. And what it does, the first little segment of the video is only about 30, 40 seconds. And it, it presents a benefit and then asks a question. So if you're a graphic artist um, and you're doing design work, maybe you would, your first question would be, so what kind of design work do you need? Do you need X design work or do you need Y design work? And so they answer the question. And then the next segment of video, which might be two or three minutes, would talk about X type of graphic design versus Y type of graphic design, depending on how they answer the first question. And then it would move into another question. And that question gets answered. And then on the fourth level, of the of the branching you start telling them a story about one of your clients a case study about how they had this graphic design problem and they suffered because of it and then they found the solution which is the solution you provided for them and you walk them through how life is is awesome as a result of having that solution and that is the the, that sets them up to become a lead. And then once they answer, the next question is, tell me more. And then you talk about the value that they can get 
from hopping on a consultation or a discovery call or some sort of, of uh, sales conversation. And so that's an LGM, but you can see that its purpose is far beyond uh, getting somebody's email address or giving them some, some type of problem-solving information, which it does, all those things, but its main mission in life is to create um, a booking on your calendar. I like it. So the, the lead magnet itself connects to the sales conversion event or whatever. Like there's no gap. It's not like, hey, no you're now on the email list. You're going to get follow up one and then a day later, follow up to the day. And then four days later, you get at, invited to the to the call. It's just more direct, which if you're direct, it just makes sense that it's really well thought out funnel and everything connect a connects to b b connects to c not that you wouldn't nurture the email list that didn't buy or whatever but um that's really interesting as we yeah. kind of as we kind of roll into the sales conversation or sales conversion event uh at what point does it make sense to do sales calls in your opinion versus just sending somebody to a sales page with an offer on it Well, um, I would say $3,000 is kind of the, the line between one and the other. Yeah. Anything above $3,000, you know, the, the conversion rate is going to be pretty low. Nobody pays 10 grand without talking to somebody probably is what you mean. Yeah. Nobody pays 10 grand and yeah. you're probably, you're probably better off even at three grand talking to somebody. Yeah. Tell us about the systems for that conversation and um, like how people think about it, especially somebody who has no training in sales. Like what are the main jobs to be done on this call? Well, and they're scared of sounding like a salesperson. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. Uh, there, there's basically like a six step um, process. Uh, the first step is we call it discovery and that is like you know so why do you need to be able to do this why do you need to why do you want to get from here to there and you're you're typically looking for some kind of personal motivation in that regard so that's the first step uh, second step we you, you would diagnose the problem so you're having graphic design issues uh you know what are they? And they tell you what they are and say, well, so does that mean that this other bad thing is happening? Oh, and what, what would happen if you were to tweak it like this in this way? How would that improve your business? That's diagnosis. And then prescription, right? So you would you would then tell them about the solution. So this is how we solve this problem. This is what it means, et cetera, et cetera. That from there, you you want to tell them why your solution is different, why it's better, why it will work when nothing else that you've tried before has. And then you move into what we call the um, the challenge. The challenge is like, so, you know, we know how to solve your problem, but, you know, you got to have this and you got to have that and you got to be this and you got to be that. Are you, do you have these things in place? 
And then the the final step, well, the second second last step would be actually presenting your offer, like this is what it is, kind of like uh, you would see in a in a sales letter, but just bullet points. And then you ask for the for the business, and then answer any questions. So those six steps: discovery, diagnosis, prescription, challenge, present, enroll. You are a man of systems, Daniel. Thank you for being so generous and sharing the, those with us today. That's awesome. As as we get into the um, somebody becoming a client, you mentioned client kind of onboarding systems or or offer delivery systems or whatever. Uh huh. One time, I joined a coaching program. I ended up staying in it for two years, and it was multiple tens of thousands of dollars a year, uh-huh. and it was really good. But I was intimidated and scared because the the sales system and the marketing was so dialed and fast and smooth. I was like, once I get over this paywall, uh, I sure hope there's just as much system systems and value on the other side. And there actually, there were, and it was awesome. And it was a really good program I was in for a long time. Um, but how do we think about systemizing the, the offer delivery? Um, yeah. Like what, what can we do there so that there's so much overwhelm in our industry we finally got a sale. A lot of people dropped the ball. Okay. Okay. So how do we make sure our, our intangible product is world-class? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not going to be world-class the first time you, (laughs) you, you do it. Um, But the secret is to, is to iterate. Right. So as people are going through it, you're going to see that they get confused in certain places. You're going to see that they get stuck in certain places. And so you manually go and you help them through those uh, rough spots. And then you, you pave the road after, after you've seen people falling into this rut and that rut, and you basically go back and you redo the content, whether it be a, a, a tool or a checklist or a video or whatever it happens to be, you go back and you redo it so that people don't get confused in that spot. And then when you do that, you have less manual um, handholding, less. And, and that's another thing that people complain about, right? They buy these super expensive things and then they don't get the support that they were promised. Well, make sure you give the support. Make sure that when they, you know, they come to the monthly coaching call that, you know, they don't have to wait for like three hours before it's their turn, that kind of thing. Just, just be a, just be a good shit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I think part of it too, just listening to you talk and how everything, you know, the leg bones connected to the hip bone and stuff. I see a lot of coaches and creators just be like, "Well, once they're inside, I'm just going to be constantly making all this new stuff," but that's not really a system. That's that's you being an artist, right? So if they have a problem. How do you get them from A to B? And then as you do that over and over again, t- keep tweaking the path so it's easier, better, and better and less friction. Uh, so dangerous, I think, that like infinite content creation thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not It's not a matter of you coming up with new stuff. It's a matter of, of iterating and making the stuff that's there better. You know, there's, there's a, f- a funnel is 
is a funnel. It's principle-based. However, we no longer use webinars like automated webinars as the lead generation magnet. Why? Because these branch videos that ask questions and basically talk to people are more effective. We know that because we've tested it. We used automated webinars for many years. We know what they're capable of. When they first came out, they were awesome because it was, oh, what's this? This is new. Well, they're not new anymore. Everybody's been on like a dozen automated webinars. And now it's like, you know, yawn. I don't want to go there anymore. And so we we iterate. Instead of using an automated webinar, we use a video ask video. And there'll come a time when people will be tired of video ask videos and they won't respond to them either. There'll come a time when when all of the benefits of using that particular way of of, uh, doing something, um, it's not the best way anymore. And so that's what we go into into the LMS and that's where we innovate. But we're really not adding anything new. We're just making things better, if you will. I love that. <clears throat> I haven't seen the video asking. I'm going to dig into that. But I often think of, think of creating, uh, I leverage a lot of video, but it's like you're automating a salesperson or automating a customer success person if it's like on the course side or post-purchase. And it's you can automate yourself quite a lot, but leave a little bit of the real human in the machine. And that's where the, you know, the value really comes up. Yeah, if you look at, you know, the success rate of like a course, a $1,997 course, the success rate is really, really low. 10%, it's been studied. Very low. Yeah. But if you add uh, a coach to the mix and and they really are, you know, they really care and they're conscientious and they know their stuff and they're not going to, you know, they're not a pretend coach, then the success rate goes way up. I don't know what the what the number is, but it's definitely much higher than 10%. Do you have any copywriting tips for the people? Because you're you're like a direct marketer, right? And, oh, I mm-hmm. guess first, could you explain that difference to people? Yeah. Direct so, versus brand or whatever. Yeah, direct direct marketing is you're you're writing with a very specific purpose and your your copy either succeeds or it or it fails so what's the purpose well the purpose of an lgm is to get somebody to come to a sales call so out of every 100 people who request the lgm we we have a a success metric of we know that 5 to 10 people who request a branched video ask five to 10 out of every hundred will show up on a sales call. That's, that's a successful metric. If that was like one or two and the cost of advertising is X, well, that's, that's a failure. So direct response is not interested in, in uh, art. It's more science where we measure, okay, well, we spent a dollar on advertising today. We know that this month we got $5 back. And the way you get $5 back is you have this um, copy that has a definite purpose. Did it succeed or didn't it succeed? Same with an ad, right? You, you put an ad there. It's not there to create brand recognition. 
it's not there to to get somebody to remember you, although all those things do happen, it's there to get you to give your email address. Did it, did you give your email address or did you not give your email address? And then once they get to the, um, well, there's another step in between, right? They're, they, they click, they have to click on the ad, right? And then they come to the landing page and they have to be uh, convinced to give you their email address and so it's it's like a incremental, gradual commitment moving towards the sale. And so each one of those steps is measured relative to the to the investment or the expenditure in acquiring that client. Whereas brand advertising, it's kind of like you know I feel good about this brand. Uh, I remember the name of your company or your name but it's not directly tied to money in your pocket. Love it. Is there anything you would say about the avatar uh, conversation? Like there's a lot of, I see it a lot, a lot of people talking about it. You know, you need to have your ideal customer profile or your avatar. Uh, maybe certain avatars are really hard to sell to. Some are easier. I know it's, there's a lot of it depends out there. But in the in the context of creating offer systems and designing all this and creating measurable copy that has a job to be done at each stage, how important is the avatar issue? And how do how do we really like zero in on on that person? Yeah, well, I mean, there's going to be a, a a subset of the market who is going to be someone who could buy something like what you have, although. Certain certain people within that subset are going to be better clients. You're going to enjoy working with them better. They're going to see eye to eye with you. And so you want to create copy that resonates with that type of person versus the other type of person who could be a buyer, but it's not going to be as good a fit. It's not going to be as happy and you're not going to be as happy working with them. So the first step that we go through is we define, you know, what is that avatar, you know, psychographic elements, what are they interested in? What, how do they view the world? How do they look at their problem? Who, who are they influenced by all of these questions as well as demographic considerations? How much money do they have or how much net worth do they have? What kind of age bracket are they in? All that stuff's criti critically important because that tells you how do you speak to this person? Because it's really about empathy, right? How, how well do they feel you understand them? And that's one of the benefits of the video ask because you're, you're not kind of taking a shotgun approach where you're talking more about the solution. You're talking about you're also talking about the problem, right? You can't, you, you have to talk about the problem that they have and you don't want to talk about the problem that they might have. The more specific that you can talk to the problem and to who they are and the way they view the world, the more they're going to be inclined to hop on a call with you and invest in your solution. So avatar uh, is, is very important. And is that avatar's primary problem 
what we should focus that you could help solve what we focus the lead generation magnet on and maybe our offer is like the complete solution and the lead magnet is a piece or how do we or how do we look at the problem set well the the way the way i look at it is the questions are there to identify who the person is not not like their name necessarily although they will give you your name eventually but the what you want to do is you want to figure out what what their problem is um why they're looking for a solution where they are on their journey to experiencing the problem and finding solutions to the problem and so like when you go to our video ask at daniellevis.com forward slash lifter i the first question i ask you is so are, are you doing b2b or are you doing b2c and so if you choose b2b which i imagine uh quite a few of you will the next thing that i talk about is all about business to business now imagine if i were to talk generally or if i had a, if i were to give you some sort of talk that dealt with something that was obviously about b2c what's that going to do to your level of interest it would wane it would wane right yeah. and so the next question i ask you is so how do you help your clients your b2b clients and so you answer that question well i help with this or help with that or help with this other thing and maybe one of the things is you, maybe you're involved with um, human resources, your uh, HR type focus. Okay, so if the next video starts talking about finance or something like that, how interested are you going to be? Again, your interest is going to wane. But if the next thing I talk about is, oh, so you're a people builder. So you, you help to to develop employees. You help them to 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 stay engaged and to be more productive and feel like they're part of the team, et cetera. So now I'm talking your language. And then the next question I'll ask is um, actually at that, at that point, I'll tell a story and it will be a story about another um, company, another one of our clients who, who works in the B2B space and they help to build people within the organization that they're being hired, their client. And so the whole point of this exercise is to tell a story that is essentially your story. Because that's how people buy. They buy based on, that's how they learn. That's how we learn. We learn by looking at other people who figured it out. It's much more convincing to see how somebody else figured something out than for me to tell you how to figure it out. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. That's awesome. That's Daniel Levis. You can find him at daniellevis.com forward slash lifter. Any other final words for the people or uh, any ways else to connect with you? No, that's it. Just go there and, and you'll see real life examples of what I've been talking about. Um, I talk about all of the things all of those systems, offer systems, and we've focused on that quite a bit. 
lead generation systems, you're actually in the lead generating system when you go to that to that site. I guess you won't see the traffic element because that's before it. This is actually a, a this is a traffic system that we're on right now, right? So you have advertising and then you have uh, joint ventures, right? Where you hop on people's podcasts and you do, you know, email swaps and things like that. That's a traffic element, uh, a, a traffic system. And then if you like what you see and you want to come to do a strategy call, you'll see the six steps. One of, one of our uh, uh, consultants will walk you through those six six steps. And of course, you'll see the follow-up systems as well. Uh, regardless of whether you respond or, or not. Awesome. Well, that's again, that's Daniel Levis. Go to daniellevis.com forward slash lifter. Daniel, thanks so much for coming on the show today and sharing so much of your wisdom with us. It's been my pleasure, Chris. Thanks for having me. And that's a wrap for this episode of LMS Cast. Did you enjoy that episode? Tell your friends and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And I've got a gift for you over at lifterlms.com forward slash gift. Go to lifterlms.com forward slash gift. Keep learning, keep taking action, and I'll see you in the next episode.